0: Welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Sarah Burrow. Sarah is currently a sophomore at Georgia Tech, where she runs cross-country and track. Throughout this episode, Sarah shares with us how she grew her social media platform to eventually get NIL deals, how she transitioned from high school to college while being a runner, and more. So please enjoy this episode as I jump into it with Sarah Burrow. What made you decide to go to Georgia Tech, and what is your favorite part of going there so far?
1: So Tech was the last school to reach out to me. My coach actually like slid into my DMs, um, and I spent the entire recruiting process telling everyone I was like, I'm not staying in state. I'm not staying in state because I'm from Georgia. I actually live like 30 minutes away from Tech's campus, Um, and I got recruited during COVID, so it was definitely like a really unique situation. It was a lot on like Zoom and stuff. Um, So Tech reached out to me like three months before I committed anywhere. Um, last school, like all the other schools I've been talking to for months now, like since cross season. And I was like, you know what, why not? Like it's such a good school. Like you can't say no to like that good of an education. Um, and I ended up going on like unofficial visits. Like I drove to the schools and like hung out with the girls teams, um, which was allowed at the time, but like you couldn't meet the coaches or anything in person. I did that with like, um, Louisville prior to the pandemic, I met up with like Wake I was talking to Vandy, um, and I did, like, Zooms with their girls and met them. And then I came and visited Tech. And all my friends knew I was going to Tech before I ever announced, like, committing here because apparently it's all I it talked about. Like, everyone was like, it's all you talked about. Like, you, we, know, we knew you liked Tech so much. Um, and it was really just the people and, like, the coaches that drew me in. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful campus, and my teammates are just, like, some of the best people I've ever met. Like, it's just crazy how much, like, I connect with him. And my coach just, just, my coach just does a really good job of recruiting us all to the team. Um, and he's a big, like, um, he just cares about everyone as a person. And he favors his women's team a little bit, which is sometimes not the case, but it's fun. Because um, I feel like some teams definitely put a little more favoritism towards their men's team, or it feels that way at least. Um, or maybe he doesn't favor us, but he just treats us like his men's team, which is nice. Um, and he cares about each one of us as a person. He cares about a long-term health. He is always open to talk to us, and it's just definitely, like, a really unique program and how much he cares for us.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. It sounds like great school. What is your proudest accomplishment within the sport and outside the sport?
1: Um, I'd probably say my proudest accomplishment, like, outside the sport has been able – like, has what I've been able to do with social media, which sounds weird, but <laughs> – um it definitely I mean it wasn't easy to like build a platform and then lose it and then have to rebuild it again and just to see like now that I have NIL deals to be able to make money off of what I did in high school like I fully built my pro like my platform in high school for the most part I started it my junior year and I started making vlogs I always wanted to like vlog and post content and I just started doing it for fun I followed Avery Bartlett do you know who that is
0: oh yeah yeah the guy i do know who that is he went to, I techie, used to follow like, him too
1: yeah he stopped doing tiktoks because he got a real person job and you know doesn't have to do that anymore um but i followed him he went to tech and i just really liked what he was doing i was like i that seems kind of fun i want to do that um so i sort of like started copying him almost not fully but i started making my own vlogs so the first one i ever made was about footlocker um my junior year and it ended up blowing up like 45,000 so not a ton but it was a lot to me at the time um and then from there my platform started to grow um and then probably my proudest accomplishment inside the running world I mean they're pretty interconnected those two accomplishments but um I don't know I think I think I haven't had my proudest accomplishment yet I'd say I feel like I haven't Oh, there's a lot more for me to do. Uh, I'd say right now the thing I'm working on the most is I just got I'm coming off an injury, and it's the first injury I ever got. So I'm super proud of how I've dealt with it, and like um, I think after all this, I'll be super proud of myself uh, for coming back and still working on it because uh, it's a chronic injury. It's inflammation in my hips, which is not easy to hear from a doctor and him be like well yeah yeah, you might have this for the rest of your life like this could be an upward trajectory of pain for the rest of your life so it definitely I think after this when I come back and get stronger and I think it'll make me a better athlete I think that will be my proudest accomplishment like in the future to come (laughs) cool
0: where do you find your motivation to run
1: um I don't know I've always just enjoyed it I feel like some people have their like moment of like this is what I want to do like this is my reason why and I just like it. I don't know. It just clears my head, and it. Um, I don't. I, I. need. I need a busy schedule to get through the day. Like if I'm, if I don't have things to do, I just lay around all day. I'm a, i think I'm a very lazy person naturally. Um, but I just have. I enjoy having an outlet, and I enjoy having something that like is very constant in my life that I can focus on and put a lot of effort in when I don't want to put effort into other things. <laughs> and. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I have had no like, I mean, I guess one of my big inspirations is I have a lot of learning disabilities. So definitely I struggled in school just because it was difficult. Not like my grades were fine. It was just really like stressful for me and um, just very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it was just an outlet for me always. And it was something that was like, it sort of gave me hope in the world of schooling because, you know, sports and school are pretty connected. Um, And then I was able to use it to go to college. So I think just like impressing my younger self, who is like this girl who's told that she just has learning disabilities and needs to take like special classes and stuff. And, you know, using it to then using my running to my advantage and going to a good college and doing well in this college. And I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. One of the listening listener questions we got was, what are some of your tips for transitioning from high school to college?
1: Um, I think my biggest tip, and I don't think everyone tells you this, but I don't think anyone realizes it is that it's hard. Um, like the workouts are going to be so much more difficult. Like I would say if your coach is okay with it, don't try and increase your mileage. If anything, try and bring it down like five to 10 miles from what you didn't like consistently did in high school. Um, like it's just going to be like, it's not even the workouts are that much harder. I felt like my workouts were really hard last year. But that, it may just be, like, mental fatigue of, like, change, like, the whole change of, like, life and what you're eating every day and um, just, like, it's a 24-hour, like, you're an athlete and you're a student. Like, there is no, like, going home. I mean, there is, but you're, like, in a dorm. I don't know. It's just a very different mindset. um But honestly, if you find the right team and stuff, it shouldn't feel like a job. I think that one thing that a lot of people don't realize is, like, being an athlete, unfortunately, like is a business sometimes like you're getting paid um, to be there and your coach is being paid to make sure you perform well. And if things start going downhill, someone loses a job. I mean, not always, but that is a pretty common thing. Coaches will, if you don't perform a certain way, even though they can't ask you to leave based on performance, they or they can't ask you to leave based on performance. Sorry, I'm confused. they can ask you to leave based on injury or they can't ask you to leave based on injury. <laughs> I'm confusing myself now, but. There are teams that will ask you to leave after two years if you don't perform a certain way. And um, I think that mindset of, like, you just have to be aware of that reality. Don't get, like, consumed by it. But, like, you have to be aware that it is a business sometimes. And, like, financial decisions are made sometimes that aren't always on your behalf. And I haven't dealt with that too much. Um, But you just have to think of it, like, every now and then you have to step back and be like, okay, like, (laughs) this is hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love it um do you run in college
0: uh no I'm a freshman in high school
1: okay you're a freshman in high school yeah so do you plan on running in college
0: uh I would like to yeah depending on where I'm at my senior year
1: yeah I was just gonna ask you if you've dealt with that because it's sort of it wasn't something to like our sophomore year that we all re- like me and my team re- was, were like yeah like people tell you it's a business and then you don't really realize it and I mean it's never affected me negatively but it's just something you have to be aware of and then mm-hmm. workouts and stuff like did you run in middle school? Yeah. Have you experienced like the shift in like, I guess it's just like the mindset changes, the seriousness changes. And like, I mean, the same thing happens with like college, like high school classes to college classes, middle school classes to high school classes. Like you just, everyone tells it to you, but you don't always expect it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely felt the shift.
1: So it's sort of a similar, I think. um, But yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, is just like learning how to communicate with your coaches early. If they're, if you're feeling, I didn't do this. And, like, if I should have because this year I finally was, like, you know what? Some of these workouts feel really hard on me, and they shouldn't. Granted, I am coming back from in- in- injury, so some things do feel harder than what they probably should just because I lost some of my base. Um, but I finally, like, stuck up for myself, and it's been so much more enjoyable this year because I don't feel like I'm dying on every workout.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's nice.
1: But I think the biggest thing you can do for yourself is just, like, stick up for yourself and, like, talk to your coaches because – at least at my college, like my coach is very willing to make like a personal relationship with you, but you have to be the one that's like, "I would like to talk to you, like, like let's form this like relationship, like let's figure out what's best for both of us, kind of situation." Mm. And it's not like high school where they're just like, "Go run twelve miles," and then you're like, "Oh, but I'm hurt," and they're like, "Okay, then don't run." Like you have to figure out like a medium, a medium mm. in college, and it it sometimes you feel so pressured to perform because of the whole business mindset. But, I mean, a good coach is going to care about you as a person and be like, okay, well, like, you don't have to do that if that is, like, mentally destroying you, like, long-term health here. <laughs> yeah.
0: What are you majoring in, and what job do you have to have after finishing college?
1: So I started off a psychology major. Um, Everything is about sort of science, so it was a very research-based psychology major, and I just was not into that. Um, so I switched to business, and I have a focus in marketing, and – I plan to, I would love to sort of just keep doing what I do with, like, social media, but just, like, progress that into, like, the professional world. Um, I'd love to work for a sports company one day and do sports marketing, media marketing. Um, Nike Eakin, like, the you know what Nike Eakins are?
0: No. What is it? So,
1: it's this position. They usually take, like, younger, like, 20 something year old. Kids and they send them to a city and they're basically like an in-person Nike rep where they just wear constant Nike clothing. They go to events sponsored by Nike and just like, they're just like an in-person like rep. Yeah, I guess an in-person Nike rep. So like running any summer camps, they go to those or like any part, like, you know, I don't know. Nike does like block parties in certain cities. They go to those, they wear Nike gear. They show up to the Nike stores and like checking on people. Um, so it's just like in-person marketing, like community marketing um, and spreading like, nike and different versions of their apparel and they just comp- they just created this new position called Prees, which are performance running i don't know it's it's a running based Eakin. Um, and i would love to do that because you get to travel and talk about running and deal with nike and it sounds so much fun
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome what is your favorite place that you've run
1: that's hard um i've run in a bunch of really cool places i think the my favorite place i've ever raced is my high school coach was he's from um new york i think and like that's where he ran in high school and he always used to run in van Cortland park do you know what that is no so it's a historic course in new york right outside of the city you can it's the very last stop on the subway and uh, there's college and high school races there, and I believe that's where, like, um, like the uh, their footlocker is. Um, but it is the historic, like, Manhattan Invitational, which is at Van Cortlandt Park, is not a full 5K. It's like a 4K. And my coaches have always wanted to take us there because at the time, my coach was still, he just dropped out of it. But he was at the time he was still in the top 100 best times ever run on the course, and so he wanted to bring us there, so we had an opportunity to race at this course. And it was just super surreal. Like, um, I ended up doing well. We weren't in like the elite race; we were like in the A race. But then I got to watch Caitlin Toohey afterwards in high school, and no one in on our team ended up racing faster than what my coach ran. He was like, "If anyone beats me, then like you'll get this free steak dinner." They didn't, but it was just like a super fun trip with my team. And Like we got to fly all the way from Georgia to Florida or Georgia to New York, and. Um, I don't know, just, it's a very historic course and it was very, um, unique because you, there's literally like probably less than a mile worth of spectator, like area. It's all like in the forest. You cross over a bridge that goes over the highway and then you're just like in these deep woods going like in a loop and it's crazy. You don't repeat any section of the course.
0: Wow. That's cool. What hobbies do you have outside of running?
1: Um, so, I always used to feel guilty saying this, but a hobby of mine is, like, social media, obviously. Sounds weird telling other people this, because it's just, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you're, like, why is it just, like, watching social media? But, no, I actually enjoy, like, creating videos and editing them um, and taking photos. And then, I'd say also, like, a big hobby of mine is um, I love... I mean, I don't know if this is really a hobby, but I love hanging out with my friends. I mean, I said that's why I joined my team is because my teammates were so good. I always love going to new restaurants with people. I have celiac disease, which is I'm allergic to gluten. Um, So I love just, like, trying gluten-free food, which is risky because sometimes it can make you sick. But it's fun. Um, And then I love spending time with my family. We're big travelers. Like, so we... Everything, I've, all the travel I've done is almost all in the United States, and we're trying to go to every single national park, so that's definitely a hobby of mine. We're going to three national parks this December, which I'm super excited about. Um, So yeah, hiking, being with my family. We just got a new puppy, so I love hanging out with my puppy. I don't know if that's a hobby. I don't know if it counts, but <laughs> he's great.
0: What's your favorite national park that you've been to so far?
1: That's hard. Probably Glacier, just because of how pretty, like... The water is just so cool, and it's so big, Um, but it's also, like, tied with um, Zion National Park, just because when you come out of the tunnel, like, into the park, it just – it's so cool. I think some of my favorite photos I took were at Zion just because of, like, the coloration and the rocks, and, like, you can actually stand at, like, the top of the valley and at the bottom of the valley, and it's just – I hiked Angel's Landing, which is, like, one of the most dangerous hikes, like, the most people have ever – like a bunch of people have died on it, apparently. I, I don't know. Sounds like people are just being silly, but <laughs> it wasn't that hard. But um, yeah, so Glacier or Zion, which are just like two very opposite. But we're going to, to Dry Tortugas, which is like the fifth least visited national park. We're going snorkeling around like the island. And I'm super excited. I think that might become my favorite just because I really like beaches. But it's a very different national park.
0: If you could only, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Um, I eat a lot of spaghetti. Like, I actually, so I like meal prep just because I get lazy and don't want to cook every night. And I, I only allow myself to have spaghetti every other week. I don't allow myself to have every week. So this week is a spaghetti week. So I'm in a good, probably a good bowl of spaghetti with just like meat sauce. And then, you know, okay. Do you know like Rayo's spaghetti sauce? It's like the nice one. I splurge. I spend extra money.
0: What do you think is the best soda of all time?
1: Coke. I mean, I'm from Atlanta. How can I not say Coke?
0: What is your spirit animal?
1: Um, probably my cat. I got him for my tenth birthday. His name's Fletcher. And, you know, he he loves attention but also could care less about anyone. Which I mean, that's not really me, but he just I just, you know, I just feel connected to him in some way. But people also say I, that I remind them a lot of a squirrel. Um, but then I also get made fun of that because, like, that's the weakest animal in the, <laughs> like, in the, like, system, <laughs> like, the, the food chart or whatever. Um, but uh, there was a period of time in middle school where everyone called me Squirrel because it rhymed with my last name. And I just had, like, a squirrely personality, I guess.
0: If you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be?
1: um oh I don't know um who would I want to have dinner with probably I feel like probably one of my like old relatives would be cool I don't know very much of like I mean when I was born a lot of my relatives had already passed away like not like not my like both my grandparents are still alive and stuff but I never here I'll say this I'll say I would have dinner with my grandfather my dad's dad because he was pretty i was pretty young when he passed away and even when he like was alive he just didn't talk much and he i know he did some cool things in his life and so i'd actually like to talk to him because i just don't know much about him
0: yeah that's your answer can you take me through your shoe lineup right now
1: yeah so since i ever like since i started running um i got put in the brooks ghost and it stayed a constant in my shoe rotation Um, it's basically like my everyday running shoe. Like if I'm just doing mileage, that's what I'm wearing. I love the shoe so much. I've gone through every version. I'm about to buy the brand new one. Um, and then like I have a one strike, you're out rule of shoes. So if I get injured in them, I don't wear them anymore or like if something starts hurting. So I've gone through a couple different shoes with that rule, but, and then I have the Boston's from Adidas and I wear those for workouts and then some random like easy days if I'm like really sore, just like. Reduce impact, make it a little lighter on my feet. Um, I really like those shoes. They're, like, carbon-infused, so they're not fully carbon-plated, but they just give you a little something. And then, recently, because of my hip issues, and it's still bothering me, I've been racing in the, um... Wait a second. Oh, look. Um... What are they called? What was that new shoe that they released last year? Nike. Um, the... The Zoom X, I don't know which one, I don't know, but like the, oh, the Streak Fly. I've been racing in the Streak Flies instead of Spikes because um, my hip, it just has more stability, and then they're not carbon-plated, but they're the, like, Foam X, so it's still really nice. When my hip's not bothering me, I race in the um, Adidas Spikes that are carbon-plated, and then for some other, like, tempo workouts, I like the... Um, Nike Next Percents, I like them better than the other ones that have, the like, the air bubble in the toe. I don't like those as much.
0: Moving on to some would-you-rathers. Would you rather find gold at the end of a rainbow or find a sunken treasure?
1: Um, I feel like probably a treasure. I feel like there's more, like, you know, more opportunity, more things than just gold involved.
0: For sure. Would you rather have super strength or be invisible?
1: Mm-hmm be invisible
0: would you rather be an american pioneer or be a viking explorer
1: um viking explorer just i don't know they seem they had cool ships
0: would you (laughs) rather have x-ray vision or breathe underwater
1: um probably breathe underwater because i suck at swimming and i'd love to do a triathlon one day and i just again i suck at swimming (laughs)
0: Would you rather have constant bug bites or a constant cold?
1: I feel like I already am living with a constant cold. <laughs> so probably a constant cold.
0: Would you rather win an Olympic gold medal or an Academy Award?
1: Uh, Probably Olympic gold medal.
0: And last one. Would you rather be the funniest person or the smartest person in the room?
1: Um... I think funniest person, because that's one thing I've learned from like business stuff is you could be a smart person in the room, but if you can't talk to people, no one's going to know. So people like to help people that they like. So if you're funny, generally people like you. So you can get further with that, in my opinion.
0: For sure. All right. I appreciate you coming on. I think that's all I've got for you.
1: Well, it was fun talking to you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: for tuning into this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed, please check out some of the other podcast episodes and share with your friends. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.